It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is a look at issues that affect today's veteran. The Basser Hour is brought to you by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an episode of the Basser Hour on this 27th day of March, 2016. Hope everybody's doing fine on this Easter Sunday. I hope everybody had a good day. Hope you're spending with little ones, and hope you hit a lot of eggs. uh, We decided to have a show this evening. We wanted to discuss a few things. Uh, Of course, the VA never goes, never sleeps, so we always have to stay on them. My co-host today is Mr. Gerald Cook out of Missouri. How are you doing today, Gerald? Well, I'm doing good, John. And happy Easter to you and everybody uh, tuned in. Uh, let's hope we live long enough to see a whole lot more and don't forget what this day's about. That's right. Today's comeback day. You know what that means? It means sure do. Resurrection. Yep. He was resurrected and went to be with his dad. Yep. Yeah, so folks, don't let people fool you. You know, we got a lot of folks out there that are uh, anti-religious or uh, trying to. You just tell them what shape the world's in nowadays. All the rules get changed, all the laws. Even seen what Cadbury was taking Easter off its candy. Did you see that, Joe? I've seen that. What a disgraceful thing! I won't be eating no more Cadbury. Well, I don't blame either. You know, but. We want to touch this. Wish everybody a happy Easter and hope everybody had a good day. Of course, the day's not over yet, so make sure it's a good afternoon. But uh, I want to touch on some VA-related stuff. I wanted to really touch on some stuff that kind of aggravates me a little bit. Where everybody's just trying to listen to this and get some information out of it. But if you're a service-connected veteran and you get your treatment to the VA, medications and things, and you're in category, you know, if, if you're service connected for any reason at all, you shouldn't be paying co-pays on treatment or test or medications. That's a no-no. I got a thing the other day from my private insurance company, especially to get private insurance, showing what they build the, the VA, what the VA build them for throughout my lifetime. They've been building for years for blood pressure medicine and things I'm service-connected for. And that's runs into a lot of money over time. You know, that's thousands upon thousands of dollars. And you take a bunch of other veterans out there in the same boat, then, uh, well, they're frauding the insurance companies out of a lot of money. And it's just aggravating. And uh, you can call your insurance company if you've got private insurance and ask them what the VA's been charging them for. If it's service-connected, and I think they ought to pay them back, you know. I mean, it's not money in my pocket, but, you know, it keeps your interest rates from going up in the future, you know, and uh, it tries to control cost. That's that, that's, a, that's a no-no, in my opinion. That's a scandal, in my, in my opinion. What do you think, Joe? You know, scandals like that happen, it's just a scandal. But uh, what do you think about that, Joe? Well, I lost my co-host for a minute. He'll be back on in a minute. But anyhow, scandals happen. Things happen. You know, we have to. Uh, you know, we have we have got to be vigilant. Uh, I, you know, everybody get hold of the records and see what they're being charged for. 
because uh, contrary to popular belief, things ain't always kosher as they seem. And because it's just, I mean, if you look up in your, uh, you know, your service connected, and you see you're being charged these medications and stuff, that's a, and that's a bad situation. But uh, if you're well, being charged for it. Yep. Uh, John, ahead, I think they're also charging for some of their services, uh, not only medication. I'd buy their me- uh, bill in uh, uh, Medicare and, uh, for some of your uh, uh, primary care appointments and what have you. Mm-hmm. I know they're it needs to be, in- be investigated. They're not supposed to charge you Medicare at all, and but they charge you private insurance and things like that, you know. But still, if it's a service condition, they're not allowed to charge. It says right in black and white. If anybody needs to know that regulation, let me know, and I'll send you a copy of it. But uh, this is pretty big. I'm going to say nationwide, these insurance companies don't realize how bad they're getting ripped off. And if they knew how bad they were getting ripped off, I'm sure lawsuits apply. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not right. They know better, and yet they go ahead and do it. They do it because mm-hmm. they think they can get away with it, and they do get away with it. But when they get caught, they say, oh, well, it's just something slipped through the cracks. Oh, yeah, that's that's how a they famous do it. story. That's how they do it. I think they're above the law and things like this, I guess. I don't know, folks, but... And if you listen to the show and you work in VA billing, you need to start checking on stuff yourself, you know. If you see they're doing that and you realize there's a lot of money involved, you can blow the whistle on them. You can get a lot of money out of this. Of course, you'd probably lose your job and be shot at everything else, but still, at least you get some money out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll the right? to the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> but just little tricks and things like that they use. And... Uh, it's basically, I mean, I like to see them get in trouble and go to prison myself, but that'll never happen. You know, they'll never happen. They're supposed to be, of course, a couple of presidential candidates, want to, you know, they want to put a bunch of them in jail. They start using the Justice Department on them and they start doing scandals and stuff like that, which is a pretty good issue. I like to see that happen because nobody's above the law, no matter what. So. No, and, uh, you know, it's, they just keep going from one one fiasco to another, John. I yeah. don't know what to make of it. it it's like uh, they generate their own their own uh, uh, laws or something. I don't know, or decide what law they're gonna uh, they're going to uh, pay attention to and which ones they're going to ignore. And that's true. And I guess they feel they can get away with this, but you know we don't see it. But we do see it. We see it, and uh, we see it in the form of increases when the insurance goes up. You want to know why yeah. it goes up? You know. And it, it it's kind of like the hospitals, which will overbill Medicare, and uh, that's what. What's got everything in such a mess too? Hospitals do the same thing, only against mm-hmm. Medicare. Uh, there've been so many complaints and frauds uh, uh, over that. Uh, so the BA decided they're going to join in on the bandwagon, the money, 
It's our tax dollars, uh, folks. Uh, this is your money that they're abusing, and uh, you're the one being taken advantage of. Now, you wonder why you're paying more taxes this year than you did last year. Uh, it's just look at what's going on. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's expensive. Even tests, MRIs and things like that. It's over service medical condition. You know, you see an $1,800 charge in MRI for a service medical condition. You need to question that. They ought to be have a code. They ought to have a code somehow in some way where they can't charge that. But they want to get as much money as they can because they're money hungry. Well, they don't seem to care if they get it right. Just uh, long, just throw some numbers out there and 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 uh, hope they stick to the wall, and, and that's the way they operate. If somebody blows the whistle and gets on, they start retaliating. Yes, they will retaliate, and don't think mm-hmm. for a minute they won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you don't have to be a VA employee. <laughs> They'll retaliate against anyone. They will. They sure will. The man blows the whistle on and gets in. Next thing you know, you got a CMP exam coming up for something for a reduction. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're always, whenever you get get service connection, uh, don't forget, you're always in line for a reduction, if at all possible. If you're not permanent total, buddy, that's the problem. It's just like we yeah. can win you, but... So... Um, They've got a strict set of guidelines they got to follow for you get permanent total. And it's probably not published. Well, it's, uh, it's too bad it's that way, but that's the way it is. There's they're supposed to be veteran-friendly, but they're not. Uh, oh, you mean non-adversarial? Or non-adversarial. Yes. You ever heard seen the part three which says it tells them how to act? Attitude of writing officer, did you see that? I don't know if I have enough well, they're supposed to be respectful. There's a list in part three. It says attitude of writing officer. <laughs> now it's actually it's in the veteran's favor because it says these veterans are disabled and are seeking the benefit. And it's supposed to respect them. Truly respect. That goes out the window. That goes out the window. Yeah. So. But, all in all, you know, they do what they can do, and they do pretty good, you know. Um, for veterans that have to use them, that's fine. But when you get 65 and get Medicare, you make sure you get your Medicare. Absolutely, and and if you can at at all see, uh, I recommend getting a gap insurance also, along with your Medicare. Uh, that way, 
you don't have to depend on the VA. Uh, exactly. You know, here, just recently I was reading a report where uh, this veteran had what, stage four prostate cancer, and the VA hospital sent him home, and they left him on his front porch sitting in a chair. Didn't even That's take him that. in the house. He couldn't he couldn't walk or nothing. And the neighbors uh they ended up having called an ambulance and he he went to a local hospital as far as I know. Uh he was still in that local hospital. So uh if you're a veteran disabled you need someone to help look after you. If you don't have family members, maybe some good neighbors nearby. I bet but, you that uh, veteran had 16 visitors the second day. I bet you had uh, the nurses come in, the family come in, and, and 22 lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. That was wrong what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the VA had contracted out the, his ride to mm-hmm. some company, and the company mm-hmm. says their agreement with the VA was from one door to the, the other door, not mm-hmm. inside that door. Mm-hmm. Well, common sense would tell anyone you don't leave a disabled person that's not unable to walk and just find a... They found a chair there to set him in. They set him inside the chair. Why in the world couldn't they have took him in his house? You know. that Well, it is terrible. And why would they send him home anyway if he's in that kind of condition... Without uh, uh, some kind of assistance at home. That story all over the internet, Andrew. I believe it might be. I think it's all over. But, uh, but that's just one got, example. We got. There's so many examples of foul play and wrongdoing. From overcharging to leave you set out there, uh, I guess it wouldn't have mattered if it'd been in the middle of a snowstorm. Got a call one night on the cell phone from a friend of mine that said that uh, he was out in the VA down in Arkansas, and he was outside the cold night, and he was up to 32 degrees, and they left him sitting outside for a couple of hours. Door was locked, couldn't get back in. Oh, remember that story? Yes, I do. Yeah, and folks, we tried to get this man years ago to go to an outside hospital and see an outside doctor and get a second opinion. And unfortunately, about this time last well, and last year I guess, but he died in June, didn't he? Or July one, June I think. Something like uh, that. Yeah, he yeah. passed away. Uh, folks, I strongly recommend once you become of age, 
65 uh, and you can or 62 whatever you can get your Medicare uh, go ahead and spend the extra money a month and and get that gap insurance uh, I think you'll find uh, you know especially when you get in your late 60s early 70s it's it's uh, well worth every cent you pay for it because uh, uh, some of us live so far uh, in my particular case uh, I live quite a ways uh, over 40 miles uh, from the VA hospital, actually nearly a hundred miles. But anyway, uh, having that gap insurance where you can go to your your local hospitals or even just Medicare uh, is is worth a bunch. Don't don't disregard that. Uh, you'll be glad you've done it. Now. Uh, and some of you may want a prescription insurance also, although I don't know too many people's got. Uh, finally, the VA has uh, decided to pay for my prescriptions uh, due to my involvement with Project 112 Chad. But uh, there's a lot of veterans out there that's not wasn't that, uh, don't have that. And on those, if you can find a good uh, prescription insurance, uh, I don't know if it wouldn't pay to have it, too. You don't have to, whatever you can get from the BA real cheap, get it. But, uh, you know, get what you can. Uh, you got to look ahead to the future. Medicare Part D. You know what Part D stands for, Gerald? The D stands well, for donut hole. Donut. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> and, boy, after that first year, I mean, I, I, I was there before you could bat an eye. <laughs> so I don't know whether that's one, you know, everybody's different. But, uh, you get the donut hole in January, you're in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I and I, I, I almost did. I mean, I got some expensive medications, and and uh, like I say, I just sailed through that <laughs> to that donut hole, and, and from there on, I mean, uh, luckily I was able to get. Uh, my uh, primary care team did work with me really well, and uh, while when I was doing copays and tried to fix me up with meds, it wasn't quite so. Expensive. They told me that. Uh... They told me that I had to uh, uh, to be get certain medications. I had to see their specialists and stuff. Even though I'm service connected for the issues, they, there's one medicine they won't give me. At the VA, I get it on the outside, and that's I call it. I got two medicines I take. I call panic meds. So I run out of my panic. 
And uh, that's what I call them. They're not for panic, but they're just you. You you better you better have them, or you're you know it's life threatening. Yeah. And uh, but uh, when they start running out of meds and things like that, fortunately, you know, I mean, in my lifetime, I've had you know a lot of good jobs and a lot of good insurance, and uh, I do have Medicare. My wife's got really good. She my wife retired from the VA, and she's got to, she's got good insurance. So, you know, it's secondary, but it does help out medication. Especially on the back, on the back, on the back, back end. But uh, that's the reason we had the show. I hate to see the VA charge for service net conditions, yet they won't pay for medicine for service net for, for service net conditions. Some of them, that's true. They don't. I had uh, on several of my medicines, John. They had to put it before a special board to, yeah. uh, uh, and I had to have a. Uh, most of mine was uh, the lung medicine medications I yeah. take, which is quite a few. And uh, the lung doctor, MD, uh, he would go down to the board there and uh, fight for me to get these approved, and and uh, it's really helped me immensely. But now, if you get someone that won't do that and say you just stuck. Uh, that's not good. Well, they ran me out of insulin here a while back. That's not a good thing. No. You try to get a refill, and they're like, they call and tell you they're not going to refill until a certain date, and you're out of insulin. You you send a message to them, you know, if you're out of insulin, you better refill it. Well, then it takes 10 days to mill it. Yeah. As they say, so... That was the first and last chance they had with my medications. So I've started a whole new procedure coming up here this month, and we're going to go ahead and slide over to the private side. Do you know what I mean, Gerald? Yes, I do. I'll never run out of medication again. So, and always, I if mean, you've got a VA medicine and you've got an outside doctor, make sure that you got a backup prescription from your outside doctor for medications because I granted this meds by mail, is a piece of crap. And people that's got their medications on time had better buy a lottery ticket because they're just nothing but lucky. Uh, you're absolutely right. And I found that uh, from the VA, I had to order mine well in advance to where they say, like, uh, well, we won't fill this till a certain date. Yep. And and you got to be certain you have enough medication, but to get to that date, and and after, because like you say, you got ten you days. Better give yourself ten days after that date. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you better. Because once they get it on a Turtle Express, you never know what's going to come. But uh, so that's an issue. I, I have my meds over here, and I have my local doctor that I can get uh, any medication. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to pay for it, but it, it's better than running out of the medication. Okay, and, we're going to do it. Let's let's do a basher poll real quick. You guys can log on to Hat or whatever you want to on the basher poll, and you can reply to the topic on the show. How many people, veterans I know of, that are service-connected, that are members of the, of the Hat It website, uh, how many veterans have actually run out of medication? How many veterans have uh, – yeah, I won't take this poll. And then I like to put a poll on how many veterans have been charged for service-connected medications, too. 
And that's something that I like to have a poll on to get some numbers together because something's got to give. So yeah, I, uh, I've had medications I've not received, and that's uh, I've had to call them and uh, have them next day them because, uh, you know, some of these medicines you cannot go without. Yep. It could be life. Medicines like blood pressure medicines, heart medicines, or diabetes medicines, especially insulin. There should not be no fill. There should not be no uh, 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 red tape to fill those. No. No, it should not be. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I've even received medicines, medications from the VA that were short on the count. And I've had to call them up and tell them. Yeah, you got to count them. You better count every every pill. You 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 count your medications when they come in because uh, if you you end up short, then they say, "Well, you're not due to be refilled until such and such a date." And here you're about five days short. Uh, mm-hmm. You're scratching your head, so I took it like I'm supposed to. Uh, well, if you're five days short, that means you're ten or five minutes and short. Of course, uh, I guess they so count the weight. I don't know how they count the crazy things, but uh, I think they count the uh, weight. But I've still. had, I, I have had on se- several, several occasions uh, where my medication was short, and uh, I'd have to call them up and tell them. Can't be having this. If they short you on your, if they short you on your pills, but that's something else too. That's another issue. Somebody needs to be uh, talked to about doing that crap because I tell you well, what, uh, that's not right. Numerous, that's not good. It's been that is no good on me. Uh, yeah. Because some a lot of your medications don't really come. From your medical facility, they get shipped in from somewhere else. Yeah, uh, there's. Uh, I'm thinking Denver does a lot of stuff too. They do a lot of hearing aid batteries, things like that. You know, I've never had a problem with Denver getting hearing aid batteries and things like that. You know, and batteries for your diabetic machine. Never had a yeah. problem at all. That's the best place ever. And of course, now we know the Champ VA's out there, and the same people. Yeah. And Glenn Johnson's group, that's probably, if if the VA, I believe if Glenn Johnson was running the VA, things would be a lot different. I think it would. I, I agree with that. Uh, yep. Now, he, he's one really nice guy, and he wants the thing done right. Uh, he knows that they have a job to do, and he wants his people doing it. And, and uh, of course, we've had him on the show numerous times. And and uh, always a pleasure to have him on. And, but I'll tell you, uh, uh, he walks the walk and talks the talk because when he tells you something, that's the way it is. And if you have a problem, you can call him. He can fix it for you. Yes, he will. And and he pulls no bones about it. He gets you squared away. Uh, if I was... If I was any more thicker in the political mess I was in the mix I'd be in, he Glenn would have a good job. 
Yeah. He'd be somewhere we could help fix the VA because it's uh, oh, oh, oh. or fix me some changes anyways. But let's just hope it gets to the time, you know, because well, you know you live in forty miles away from the VA, you should be able to go see any doctor you want to go. Well, I and if we're not be. happy with the VA, we should be able to go see any doctor we want to go to, and that'll give us a veterans card, a VA card, instead of the choice card, and let that be your card. Let the VA pay the bill, put it under well, Medicare rates, and go for it. You know, the trouble we're having now with these choice cards, John, is the VA's not paying the bill. That's because you don't and have a that, choice, Gerald. <laughs> that's because you don't have a choice. No, that uh, was just an appeasement. That was just, that whole program <laughs> is a Band-Aid because, because the committee in Congress was complaining about these veterans that died in Phoenix waiting to get in to see the, the, the doctor. When this whole thing was nothing but a nothing but some people that come up with an idea on how to cook the books to show that these vessels were being seen on time, so that these people would get bonuses. That's all it was. That's what it was. That was a book cooking party. And we have and veterans that their their credit uh, ratings have been compromised, and it's just because of this choice thing, and uh, that. That should be, oh, that calls me to no end. So if any of you out there are contemplating using your choice card, uh, please. uh, You better call and get it approved before you go. Well, even when they get it approved, John, they're still getting slammed. It's, uh, That's okay because I have got a recorder on my phone, and when I talk to the VA, that recorder's on. So when they come up and say they ain't going to pay, I play that recording back, and I say the next person's going to is a lawyer. They usually, they usually get going. Well, it's a crying shame veterans got to go through that mess. you got to jump through hoops like that to get something done just, just to see a doctor. You know, I can see folks living in Alaska and places like that or out there in Washington like Ashnod or Alex. You know, if you're if you're being hospital 100 miles away, you know, that's fine to go every once in a while to an appointment, but you need to have your doctors locally. Yes, you know. I agree. And, and sure, matter of fact, it, I, I, I recommend everybody have a local doctor, uh, especially yeah. internal medicine doctor. And yeah. and have, I, my doctor here in town, he okays every medication. I don't care who gives it to me. I don't take it till he looks at it and compares right. it with what I'm taking. Uh, Part two of the basketball. poll. How many so, veterans out there? Any service-connected veteran. You don't have to be service-connected, but any veteran out there that's diabetes mellitus type 2, you go to the VA and get your diabetic treatment. Have you seen a diabetic specialist at the VA? Yes or no? Have you seen a pharmacist, a pharmacist for your diabetes treatment at the VA? Yes or no? Gerald, I've never seen a diabetic specialist at the VA. Well, me neither. I've never seen one. Now, the people in uh, in their health, like a... Uh, the people that do the food and stuff, you know, the what do you call them? Uh, nutritionists. Uh, nutritionists. They're good at what they do. I, I like them people. But treatment for certain conditions, we're veterans left. We're, we're seeing pharmacists. 
It's called pharmacotherapy. We're not seeing internal medicine specialists or neurologists for headaches and things like that. We're seeing people for other conditions, you know. And, you know, if that's the way a VA wants to save money, that's fine. But are these people qualified to do that? Uh, personally, I'd rather see, I want to see a diabetes specialist. And uh, that's what I, you know, that, that's that's some of my big issues, you know, because I tell you the truth, man, it's it's kind of like baseball. They want to get you on base, get you around the bases, and get you home. You don't want to go home. We've watched Stretch go from first base to home within, what, a couple of years, Daryl? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. It takes a yeah. while. I mean, they get you in. He wanted to go to the VA, and we kept trying to get him to go outside the VA, but he had claims going, and he wanted to make sure that these claims were affected by his visit to the VA. He didn't understand that outside records are just as good as VA records. All you get is get copies. But he had it set in his mind that he wanted to go to the VA. Well, he was a year and a half too late getting outside the VA because we begged him to go to somewhere else. Begged yeah. him many times. And finally he went. But when he went, he got the worst news of his life. He didn't know he had stage 4 lung cancer until he went outside the VA. You know that, Drew? I know it. He, didn't, he did not know he had stage 4 lung cancer until he went to a private, to private, private medical facility. Uh, and then it was too late. And you know good and well the VA had to know it. Uh, uh, most diagnoses from, don't come from the VA. They will come from the outside the VA. Uh, maybe at nearly at, on your deathbed they'll say, oh, my lands, we missed this. Uh, here you end up with stage four cancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know on my diabetes, they they didn't uh, uh, they didn't diagnose it. My outside doctor did. Yeah. And uh, he out he he diagnosed several other ailments. Uh, not the VA. They never mm-hmm. diagnosed nothing. That's right. But you know what? These people, these veterans, you know, you hear about these veterans suing the VA for this and suing for that. Of course, we've got some friends that's done some tort claims and won against the VA. And, you know, once you, you know, you realize, well, good, maybe they're going to improve stuff. Maybe the, they hit them in a the pocketbook a little bit. Maybe they'll improve their treatment and stuff like that. Well, guess what? The money they paid the, the claimants for the tort settlement and things like that. It don't come out of the VA's budget. It comes out of a general fund somewhere, and they don't even slap them on the hands or nothing. They have no reason to improve. Do you know yeah, that? Yeah, that's a shame, too. That's a crying uh, shame. Uh, I bet you if we got the, the, the congressman knew about that and knew what was going on, they'd probably try to change it. Well, I don't <laughs> I blame Congress for a lot of this stuff. Now, maybe I'm wrong. But Congress, don't they make the laws? Actually, the VA writes the laws, and Congress just passes it. Well, that it looks that way. I mean, they do. I mean, it, they don't sit there and write it up. I mean, it's just like uh, all these big bills and stuff. I'm sure the the lobbyists write most of it up, and the Congress just puts it together, reads it, and passes it. 
Well, somebody's paying them all. That's some more good work of our tax dollars, folks. Except for the Affordable Care Act, nobody read it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> nobody read it. Yeah, after 1,700 you pages. Pass it, oh, know no. what's in it. Well, everybody knows what's in it now, and they're crying. <laughs> oh, yeah, Philadelphia attorney with a law Jewish doctor degree just to even look at it. I wouldn't pass That's any bill like that. What's wrong with them Human. idiots? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. You get I a bunch mean, of how tall was <laughs> five foot tall or something? <laughs> he had to carry it around with a dolly. <laughs> Anybody dumb enough to pass that, uh, it just makes me <laughs> sick. <laughs> well, I hope the things will change before long, which I believe it will. Believe you it know, they got you know two I mean. boxes, folks, the yes and the no box. You can hit that no box just as easy as you can that yes. And yep. somebody bring in, bring in a bell on a dolly, you know, it better be uh, checking that no box. you lucky it's on a dolly. Sometimes they have to use a pickup truck to get them in there. Well, uh, that's, come on, folks, get real. Yeah. yeah. So, but now the world's a fun place. But you know, things got to give, got to change, because the world is not a good place to be right now. It's getting worse every day. And, uh, we've had our shows on how you know take care of your family and things like that. But this is important stuff here, especially when you're dealing with copays and things like that with the VA. You know, you know the VA puts you in priority groups. You know, if you're fifty percent or above, you're in priority group one. Priority group one is you pay no copays for nothing. I'm sure that they charge your insurance for things that are not service connected. They're allowed to do that on any case. However, not for service connected conditions. And if you are forty percent, I guess. Now, see, party group one is 10% and 20% is party group three. 30 and 40 is party group two. And then 50 and above is party group, party group one. So I put purple hearts and things like that in party group three. So that, that's how they do their things. Then there's another group if you were involved in a special test like Project Shad 112 and some other things like that. Then your copays are you're basically the same as part of Group One because you don't pay copays. Now um, you're not supposed to. They charged a, a buddy of mine, Gerald here. They charged him for copays for years, and he paid thousands of dollars. And even though he knew he wasn't supposed to pay it, but every time he'd do it, they they they'd even take money out of a Social Security check trying to get their money back. So yes, they finally they got did. lined out. They wrote him a big check back. They, uh, they charge you thirty five bucks every time they hit your social security check, folks. So don't. Yeah. You're better off paying the bill and trying to get it back later uh, through appeals or some other way. Uh, you get your thirty five bucks back? No, no, they didn't pay it back. I'd be, I'd be, I'd get me a lawyer make them pay that back. Because that's money out of your pocket that they they stole from you, and if it's over a certain, if it's over several hundred dollars worth, and that's a felony in their part. 
Well, it would be over several hundred dollars because I was. You tell me you want that thirty-five dollars back. You tell me you want that back every time they charge your Social Security. You call Social Security and you call them. You tell them you want it back in your pocket, and you give them so many days to do it in. You write a letter to your congressman and get you an attorney. They'll have to pay the attorney's fees on that one because you weren't required to pay those co-pays. It was already directed by the by the director that you had your, in your possession, and you explained that to them, and they ignored it. Well, it was a law. That was a law they broke. All right, so that's right. So you tell me you want that $35 back. Every time they, you know, you just figure out the amount of money they took from you, you tell me you want that back with interest. But you got to watch every move, folks. And don't forget, this is your money. It's your, uh, you know, try to keep every, every dime of yours you can. Uh, don't, don't let these hoodlums, uh, Steal your money, and don't forget don't they're stealing your when they uh, doing these crazy illegal acts. They're stealing your tax dollars, your family's tax dollars. Our objective here is get taxes down where they're halfway reasonable. I mean, you know, most people yeah. don't mind paying their fair share of taxes, but when you got a bunch of crooks. Uh, your taxes go sky high, and they are sky high. Right. Everything's taxed. Yep, everything's taxed. And double taxed. I call that, that's an attack. <laughs> everything's taxed, boy, I tell you. Well, it's an attack on your pocketbook. That's what it is. You know, for a fact, that the VA has appropriated funds and things like that, and they're going to cost overrides. Building a big new hospital there in Colorado, it was over budget, but I forget how many how many billion dollars it was over, but it was pretty ugly. You know, and they're going to try to have to take that in, and then that affects veterans getting treatments and medicines, too, though. Yes, it does. It affects them a lot. And see, didn't they raise the co-pays from four dollars to eight dollars? Yeah, doubled them. They yeah. didn't even bat an eye either. Well, they should lower that again myself. I'd, I'd make them lower it. Well, you know, it's just you know. I, Maybe they I won't agree. do that. They, they should lower it. Uh, uh, they're making money on on medications. Well, they have these creative thinkers, Gerald, and uh, these people are pretty sharp, you know. I mean, that's, I've been accused of being a creative thinker myself, which is not a bad thing from the other side, but these people start thinking of ways to get that money. Anytime there's free money involved, people going to find a way to get it, no matter if it's in the VA or anywhere else. Because you well, see the news every day. That's for sure. You see in the news every day somebody's embezzled this or done that, done that, and stole this from that and made up a false account and kept the money. And You see it every day, people trying to get that money, free money. And that's, uh, there again, see, we're talking about our tax dollars. They're using our money, our tax dollars, 
to rip us off. To hire these shysters that can figure this stuff out. How to better rip us off. Yeah, if they ain't satisfied getting a little bit, they want it all. We're paying paying them to do this under. (laughs) That's pretty sad. But that's just the way it is. I mean, you know. I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, they're making improvements, but uh, I've seen where that uh, they backed up and spinned that one dude that was number two there over the over the girls that took the other jobs and got their got their moves paid and stuff. It's the same reason that uh, Alice and Nikki left. They suspended that one guy, slapped him on the wrist, and I guess patted him on the back at the same time. So, yeah, you know that's a. Uh, they should bring Allison back. Cause she was she was good for veterans. I don't know what I don't know what kind of cluster truck they got over now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, it's not good. I'll assure you. Yeah, but uh, uh, so got to keep an eye on this stuff. We used to be able to have burglar get the girls on burglar more. They'd come on the show and give us some numbers. It's about time we get at least try to get Alicia back on because I think we need some yeah. numbers. Yeah, we need some numbers. Uh, they were off good, and uh, yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, we were supposed to call them after the first of the year. I know they've Let's been over, overran. I need to give yeah. them a buzz. I might do that. What is uh, tomorrow's Monday? I might give them a call Monday. Yeah, see if they'll come on and give us information because numbers is what we need. We need to know what's going on, you know, with the entire scope of the VA. And that group's right in the middle of Washington. They hit that all these hearings and stuff, and they can give you the backlog numbers and everything. Well, they and, do uh, have their finger on the pulse, and uh, that's important uh, because uh, folks out there, if you're a veteran, you need to, to be aware of everything that is going on uh, with the veterans. Uh, Veterans Affairs. Stay up to date on it and don't blink because if you blink, something bad's going to happen. You got to keep up with everything that's happening. We need to reach out to Paul Sutherland there in California, Drew, and get him to come on and tell us what's happening out there in California. He's got his hand on the trigger out there. I have spoken to Paul. He's supposed to be getting back with me. Uh, yeah. Nice guy, I really like Paul. And uh, buddy, Paul Sullivan was the man. He, he Paul Sullivan uh, was. He had his. He knew what was going on with the. He was good people, still good people. Yes, he was he transferred is. jobs, but I tell you what, he knew what was going on. You know, we have a lot of vets in California. You know, when he can kind of. Enlighten them on what's going on in the sea because he works with the you know, he's a big dog now with, with the California State Department of Veteran Affairs. Yes, he is. Yeah, so he's, he's got a big title, and uh, you know, of course, I don't know if I'd live out there or not. I mean, I, I, I if I did, I'd have me a boat in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> questions I've been asking, go ahead and apply to that topic on the show and add it and uh, give us your opinion because we want to know, you know, if you're service-connected and uh, you check your interest company, see if you're paying uh, co-pays for things you're not supposed to or that your interest company is paying for service-connected conditions because 
Literally, they can't do that. They've been doing it for years. This probably this is probably the most expensive scandal they've ever had. Because you take one veteran, he pays eight or ten thousand dollars a year. They're charging for medications. Well, you next thing you know, you times that by a hundred thousand or a million or whatever. You're looking at a lot. Of, you're looking at a lot of money. A whole lot of money. Yes, you are. A lot of yeah. money. That's a fact. The interest companies, I guess, are either. I know they're not dumb. I just don't think they realize the scope of the fact of the matter. You know, especially these companies. I mean, that's taking money out of their profit. You know, that affects their bonuses and stuff too. You know, their corporate stuff, and it's uh, the bottom line. You take it off the bottom line, and that's a that's a bad thing. When they're writing checks to the Department of Veteran Affairs, and they're not supposed to. Of course, the veterans of the VA thinks we're just going to shut up and go on, you know, and be good boys. But, you know, it's I want it done right if it's going to be done. You know, well, it's just, just too much. I'm too honest. To the law. That's right. And uh, they're of course, of law when they do stuff like that. I bet you another creative thinker figured that one out. He probably got a big. He probably got big bonus checks for doing that. Or she. It could be either way. Yeah. But let's figure out who done it. So you can call the VA billing office and ask them what they're billing their insurance company for. Or call your insurance company and ask them to give you a record of what they've been charging. Yeah. Yep. Well, it'd be on your monthly statement, I mean, or in a quarterly statement. It should be. Well, they don't give statements for medications, Gerald. You get to call and get them. Oh, you do? Yeah? Yep. I think Medicare might send something old VA and VA's not charge Medicare yet, but they're wanting to. That way, you go in there like, we need to update your insurance, give me your Medicare card. And they, say, and they pick you up and shake you, the wallet falls out, and they get it right, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, they, they don't know it. your name. You're just, a, you're just a number. It's all a numbers game, you know. What's your part? Your, what's your last four? Hello, Mister Fourteen Twenty Eight. How you doing today? Yeah. Yep. Do you have oh. a copay? <laughs> they love yeah. that. Yeah. Do you have a copay? Uh, not since I've been a hundred percent, I ain't had a copay. <laughs> <laughs> Each veteran's 100 percent, or you know, your, your priority group needs to be listed on your medical stuff. They should know there should be a code somewhere. They look at that code in front of your medications. That code ought to be listed the first thing, and it should put you in a separate category, not to be charged. Their computer system can do that. They've got some some of the smartest computers in the world, the VA, and some smart people that run that computer system. Yeah. They do have some smart people at the VA. Yeah. Really uh, intelligent people. How do you think his claim processes are screwed up? Do you well, think they make mistakes? <laughs> no, they ain't mistakes. It's by design. Yeah, it's choreographed, uh, buddy. Uh, believe you me, they know the tricks of the trade, and, and why wouldn't they? They've been at it long enough. And uh poor veteran come in there thinking he's going to get a pair of shakes. <laughs> he gets a, a rude awakening about five years down the road. And, whoa, my God, what is this? Asmod gave some of the best advice ever last week. Yes, he if did. You know, that, 
if you know your claim and what's wrong with you and you know the regulations and you know it's service-connected and you know that if you know the issue, you should blow right through that claim and not lose. Yes, you should. That's what it takes to win your claim. That's not basically is try to take all the complexity you claim out of your claim. Make sure you got everything submitted. That's how you do and it. Yeah, A, B, and C, you have D. to have the IMOs and IMEs. Uh, don't submit a claim without a doctor's statement. Uh, at least as likely as not, or more likely than not, or uh, you and showing a nexus. You have to show the nexus. Uh, uh, and once you realize that it only boils down to a lot of common sense, or little common sense, actually, you need the doctor's yeah. statement. You need to show a nexus. Yes, you do. And uh, you need so to show that, that that you had the injury, you know, the injury, the nexus, and the doctor's statement. Uh, you got a little money invested or saved up somewhere? Reach out and get you a good nexus. If you can afford Dr. Bash, that's more power to you. But if you can't afford him, get somebody else. Get a nexus. Yeah. Because that nexus is invested. doctor or anyone. Uh, that does that type of work. Uh, uh, a nexus is critical, and so's the doctor's statement. I M O, and you might need more than one or an I M E. I M E better than I M O. I'd recommend to get an I M E. You know, getting yeah. to see the doctor. Oh, I do too. I do too. You got to travel to see him. You got to do what you got to do to get to him. Or the doctor can come to you. Yes. That's the only difference between you. You know, if you got to buy you a plane ticket and you go out to see him, you got to buy him a hotel room and everything. But if you yeah. get enough plane ticket in the morning to come in and see you, then he can fly back out in the afternoon. You know, to worry about a motel room. That's probably cheaper doing it that way than you go you go and see him. Well, it depends. Just check check around and ask questions and get referrals. And but uh, if you're going to file a claim. Back it up, and and yep. that's the three main things. You got to have something wrong with you. You have to have the nexus that it did happen in the service, or could have happened in the service, or probably did happen in the service. And you have to have a doctor's statement saying that it did happen in the service. So, it's a fact. Uh, and. and uh, uh, you know, if if you don't have at least them three items, you don't have nothing. No. And your claim's going to be sitting there in limbo or on the Hopi truck somewhere where it ain't even counted. On the what? On the what? The Hopi, What's that tr- the Hopi truck. The no, Hopi we talking truck. about that. Well, no, we talked about that last couple last year. Was it? What was that truck on the? Yeah, <laughs> that's where truck. they put them when they they don't want to count them. They they put them on the Hopi truck and ship them around the country. Oh yeah, they they, we're going to St. Louis now. I'll take two or three days, and then from there we'll go down to Houston, Texas, or mm-hmm. and uh, all the, the time truck. your claim's sitting on the Hopi truck. 
Yeah. And uh, you wonder, and they say, well, we can't find your claim. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened to you, ain't it? We don't know where it's at. <laughs> Still don't have of it, and I don't know where the hell yeah. my claim's at. Yeah, that's it's something else, too. It's on the Hopi truck. I think mine's on two or three Hopi trucks. They, they well, start them out somewhere and send them all over the country, and then they bypass each other. I think they stop and have dinner. I don't know. Uh, well, it's sad. I mean, it's somewhere. just another guy but, where you uh, got to send your claims to Wisconsin and Georgia. Yeah. Uh, so... Folks, uh, when you you do file this first claim, be sure to at least give yourself a chance. Save you a lot of time and a lot of heartache. If you got a claim in the system and it's all screwed up, uh, just bring everything to a screeching halt and back up and say, what do I have to do to make this, this right? I mean... Uh, if you're like me, you got off to a bad start. Uh, some of them catch it quicker than I did. Uh, but once you know where you're at and what you need to get done, try to get it done. Yep, that's a fact. That's a fact, people. You got to get make sure, and you should make sure you know everything about your claim too, because it's a once it gets discombobulated, but it's gonna it's gonna take more than one bottle of crazy glue to put it back together again. Oh Lord, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Once your claim's messed up, it's it, it's uh, very difficult to get it squared away. And don't forget, uh, you know, try to get a, a, a an attorney or legal advice, a POA as early as you can. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them won't take your claims until you got a bunch of retro build-up, and uh, that's not good, but that's the way it is. However, there's a lot you can do to help yourself, and now we're getting better uh, uh, representatives out here, claims reps, uh, that are certified. That's, that's right. That's not DSOs. They're more professional, and they do a really, really good job. Uh, I know Alex is going for his certification. He'd be a wonderful one. We have John mm-hmm. Dorley. He's 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 super good. Uh, he's really good. John Dorley is. Yeah. John Dorley is. Uh, I mean. He knows what he's doing, John does. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy, too. Uh, we'll have so, him on here next week or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the claims, <clears throat> uh, don't be afraid to reach out. And once you've reached your limits and your capabilities, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Uh that's true, Gerald. I guess we'll have to end it there, buddy. We're uh, running out of time quickly. This yeah, hour uh, just flew by. I can't believe it. It's been a good show. A really good show. I'm glad we done it. Well, so, but, uh, kind, happy kind Easter, folks. We, 
We appreciate you coming on. Uh, Gerald and I, we always enjoy doing these. Uh, give a chance and give us a holler on Wednesday. We'll be around for another show, and uh, hopefully we'll have somebody good on. We'll let you know here soon. But uh, with that, this will be Jay Basher along with my co-host and partner in crime, Mr. Gerald Cook out of Missouri. We'll be signing off for now. You have been listening to the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is brought to you by Hadit.com. Stay tuned next week for another edition of the Basser Hour and the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>